time for the one about the Rockafire explosion. Stay tuned. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab. I'm Professor Theo. Welcome to the lab. I'm broadcasting from the campus of Splendid University in beautiful downtown Splendid West Virginia. Some people think the strange happenings of this town, the strange abilities of our youth, have something to do with top-secret experiments of my lab. But I can assure you, I am just an observer of what wondrous things abound. I do know their stories, and I will happily share those stories with you each week. Winter break is nearing its end, but it wouldn't be a winter break without a trip to the Wonderland, for its pizza and live music are calling. In the 1980s, the animatronic Rockafire Explosion Band played in over 200 showbiz pizzas nationwide to thousands and thousands of enthralled kids. I was one of them. I still fondly remember a trip to a fifth-grade friend's birthday party that would be my introduction to the furry musicians. Time has not been kind to this lovable band. Many were gone just a decade after hitting their peak when Chuck E. Cheese took over the all-in-one pizza, gaming, and animatronic entertainment for kids market. Today, many years later, few Rockafire explosions remain. The only one, to my knowledge, that operates on a regular basis in public is quite close to Splendid, just a short drive away in Barbersville, West Virginia, located at the Wonderland, Billy Bob's Pizza Wonderland. I know the Rockafire well, not only from my youth, but through the eyes of my young son. He's loved the band since before his second birthday. In fact, there was a time in the not-too-distant past when we would watch the 2009 documentary on almost a daily basis, and when YouTube videos of the band were my boy's favorite thing. And when we would mention a trip to Billy Bob's, he would scream with joy and jump up and down like we were going to Disney. The band is just barely hanging on. Each trip we make feels like it might be the last time we see Fats, Mitzi, Billy Bob, and the rest of the gang. We enjoy it. Others do as well. Deep in these West Virginia mountains, a piece of pop culture history still stands. Though it may not be in great shape, it's as cool and exciting to my young one as it was to me 30 years ago. Rock on, Rockafire. Rock on. So I made a recent trip, and I was eating my pizza and listening to the games in the background, and of course watching my favorite band perform, performing on that same stage where they have performed for over 35 years. And I wondered, what would they do if they could escape for a few days? Where would they go? This 
is that story. A Rockafire Explosion Escape. Deep in the heart of Appalachia lived a madcap musical band of lovable creatures known as the Rockafire Explosion. They had played hundreds of songs for millions of children while blinking lights, squeals of joy, and the smell of pizza and popcorn filled the air around. They had entertained many birthday parties and opened wide the eyes of fascinated youngsters. While the Rockafire Explosion members, Billy Bob, Looney Bird, Duke LaRue, Fats, Beach Bear, Rolf, and Earl Schmurl enjoyed their Wonderland home, they often dreamed of escaping and exploring the world. One night, Billy Bob, the brown bear with the bass guitar, devised a plan. The Rockafire explosion was about to escape. Their performance space was closed on New Year's Eve, and they decided that would be the best day to head out. Kids would all be at home fast asleep while their parents counted down to midnight. By the time anyone noticed on the 1st of January, the Rockafire explosion would have a big head start. Where would they go? What would they do? They would begin with a trip way down south, where it's warmer, at the request of Beach Bear and Mitzi, both drawn to the surf and pop music that rang out from every direction. It was everything they had dreamed that fun in the sun could be. New York, New York was next on the list, where Rolf and Earl Schmurl would take their ventriloquist comedy act to Broadway, and boy, did those big city audiences dig it. They say if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere, and these two were a hit in the Big Apple. Space, the final frontier, was next. Duke LaRue had always dreamed of space travel, and on this day his dream would come true. You can imagine the surprise in the eyes of that space shuttle crew when they discovered a whole band of furry beings stowed away with them. The astronauts could have been angry, indeed, but when the Rockafire explosion broke out their instruments and started playing everyone's favorite tunes, albeit in zero gravity, fun was had by all. Such marvelous adventures delighted the Rockafire Explosion Band. But eventually they grew homesick and wanted to be where they were known and loved best. Billy Bob and Looney Bird first made the suggestion. Fats, who missed performing on his regular routine, agreed. So did Rolf, which was surprising, for he and Fats didn't always get along. Everyone was in agreement. The Rockafire explosion was headed back home. The Wonderland would be happy to see them return. When they left, the owner didn't know what to do. She closed the stage curtain and hung a sign that declared the band was under construction. But audiences could not wait much longer, and they wouldn't have to. Just days after escaping into the New Year's Eve night, our Rockafire friends were back where they belonged. The curtains once again opened on everyone's favorite band. The Wonderland's manager was excited. 
the band was back in its element, and children from far and wide enjoyed music, laughs, and pizza with the Rockafire explosion. The end. Speaking of escape, have you taken your Christmas tree down? I haven't. I know my neighbor, Mrs. Jenkins, hasn't. This is her story. Jack, the chimney sweep, and a year of wonder. Christmas had passed. It passed over a month ago, but Mrs. Jenkins hated to take down her many splendid holiday decorations. As a result, the halls were often decked with green and red all the way up to February. When she did finally get around to boxing everything up, Mrs. Jenkins always saved the Christmas village for last. It was her favorite. Something about the snowy ground, the vintage homes, and the innocent smiles on the ice skaters' faces reminded Mrs. Jenkins of her youth. She put it all away, finally. All but one piece. Jack, the chimney sweep, escaped. Jack said goodbye to his ceramic friends and darted away just in time to hide behind a table leg. Jack had longed to see what the rest of the year was like. He spent nine months a year boxed up and stored in the attic, counting down the days till November. This time, this year, would be different. Jack set off on a year of wonder. Jack hid in a cupboard at first, sometimes sneaking out to spy the red-hearted spectacle that was Valentine's Day, and to nibble on the occasional chocolate kiss. The following month, Jack used his ladder to climb high and hide up on a shelf where he could peer down on the green shamrocked fun of St. Patrick's Day. When spring had sprung, Jack hid behind an old stack of newspapers and mail to watch Mrs. Jenkins paint Easter eggs happily with her grandchildren. Jack put his chimney sweep brushes aside and saluted flag upon flag that decorated the house for Memorial Day to the 4th of July. He snuck a peek out an upstairs window as outside fireworks of brilliant colors burst high in the sky above. Jack observed the humid summer days turn into crisp autumn nights. He was particularly fascinated at the changing color of the tree's leaves that he had witnessed from a kitchen window as he was concealed safely in the thick of several house plants. Halloween followed soon after. This was a particularly scary spell, not only because of the costumed theatrics of the neighborhood kids, but also because Jack had picked the worst place possible to hide and observe. He buried himself in the candy bowl, not realizing that little hands would be snatching up chocolate and bubblegum with regularity. Darting back and forth and under candies, Jack had to be quite careful that he didn't end up in someone else's clutches and that he avoided detection. As the October calendar flipped over to November, Jack knew it wouldn't be much longer before he got to see his friends again. This made him happy, for he missed them so. By the middle of the month, familiar boxes began to appear. Jack recognized each and every one and was overjoyed to see the tree and wreaths and at long last, the Christmas village. His friends were glad to see him again, 
and he regaled them with stories of the seasons and his spring, summer, and fall adventures. Jack had learned a lot in his year of wonder, but he was thrilled to be at home again, home for the holidays. I hope you have a year of wonder with many good times, listeners. This is our first episode of 2019. Happy New Year. I want to thank everyone who joined us and helped us in making 2018 such a great year. And I can assure you many more exciting stories ahead, including the return of Tanner and Max, splendid whiz kids, next week. And before the end of the month of January, those kid superheroes, Buck and Tracy, will return in a big way. And I wouldn't be surprised to see those time-traveling teens back again in time for spring. And you still haven't met these splendid kid detectives, or the kid Space Force, or the kid Explorers. And of course, by the time we get to the end of 2019, we'll wrap up with Turk and Porkchop and the St. Nick Squad, same as we did last year. Stay tuned for these stories and many more listeners. Until then, from the Fector Science Building on the campus of Splendid University, I'm Professor Theo. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab is written and read by Jonathan Joy. And Levi Joy. I'm Rissy Joy, the proud wife and mother of these two. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Spread the word. Tell a friend. If you don't, Professor Theo might shrink you and box you up with the Christmas Village. If he could do that type of thing, I mean. Also, please consider supporting this project by making a small monthly pledge at ProfessorTheo.com. You can email our family at theprofessortheo at gmail.com or tweet at us at Theo underscore mystery. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week.